It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yo, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome to another episode of the same old Arsenal. I'm your host tonight, Dan Potts, and I have got Super Kevin Campbell KC with me. Kev, how you doing, mate? Dan, I'm great. I'm looking forward to this one because we're going to have some fun with this, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's who's not in there. That's the one who's people are going to be worried about. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I hope you don't get too much stick for that, man, because there's going to be a lot of people shouting at the screens. How could you leave him out? How could you leave this? This is tough, Some of man. the players. Some of the players are going to be saying, oh, hey, Kev, what's going on? How am I out of your team? But hey, listen, <laughs> it's all good. It is all good. Uh, Kev, this is going to be your 1-11 to of players that you have played with. We could do players that you've played against. We could do players that you've loved and haven't played against. Um, we can do players that you uh, could do an Arsenal one. But I thought it was best to do one that you have played with because you've trained with these players. You've played with a lot. How tough was this, first of all? Uh, it's It's very tough. It is very tough because... I'm one of those players who have, have, have left. I was at Arsenal, came through the ranks with great young mm. players and moved on from Arsenal and went to Nottingham Forest and, you know, went to Turkey, uh, played with some absolutely brilliant players out in Turkey and come back to Everton, played with some really good players at Everton. One of them is one of my favourites, Don Hutchinson, to ever mm. play with. I could tell you that he knew my game inside out. We just connected. And uh, and obviously, great escape, West Brom. Not so much of the top players, but good characters, you know, good lads. And uh, finished at Cardiff. Uh, but, I mean, listen, I could pick two or three teams, if I'm honest with you, Dan. I yeah, I bet you could, man. I bet you could. Let's get going, because I want to get into these players properly. So, what formation have you gone with, first of all, Kev? I've gone for the old tried and tested 4-4-2, or you could call it, we can you can call it four two four, just depending whether you got the ball or you haven't got the ball. Um, could tweak it as well to a four five one if if ever needed. So, you know, with the players that's in this squad, 
is very mobile and very yeah. flexible. So I think um, it will be a very dangerous team, I tell you. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I hope I make the bench, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, be it's going to be... Oh, I tell you, it'd be difficult for anyone to get in this side because I have obviously had the uh, pleasure of seeing it. So start us off in goal. Um, quite a few options, I suppose, for you. But uh, talk to me about the goalkeeping situation. Well, I, if, if I'm honest with you, Dan, um, the goalkeeping spot was quite an easy one uh, for me because by far the best goalkeeper um, I've been around. I know uh, John Lukic was excellent, but when Dave Seaman came in, he made that, that that famous back four even more special and mm. you know almost done the invincible thing um when we won the title in 91 and um I just thought Dave Seaman was a breath of fresh air to the football club and he was so safe you could rely on him you know they call him safe fans but he was so safe he was calm and he was just brilliant for for the football club so I'm going with Dave Seaman in goal David Seaman, what an unbelievable goalkeeper. I've put this picture up for a reason because this is the best save I've ever seen, period. Yeah. yeah. People talk about Gordon Banks against uh, against the greats. People talk about saves that have been in the Premier League. This save That's a is unbelievable. It's a goal. Everybody Let, thought it honest. was. Dan, that is a goal. That is a goal. But by sheer brilliance, by sheer will, by the strength of character that <laughs> Dave Seaman has, he clawed it out from the goal and kept kept it out. It was it was one of the most ridiculous saves anybody will ever see. Never mind Arsenal fans. It was 100%. totally crazy. I remember watching it. I was actually on holiday, believe it or not, when I watched that. I was on holiday with my dad, and we, both of us went, "Oh, because it was we, that was it. We yeah. thought it was in Pesca Solado. That was it." And I think it was silence for probably the rest of the game <laughs> because it was just disbelief that this what is not gone in the back of the net. Unbelievable. Yeah, what have you witnessed? Great goalkeeper. And do you know what I loved about Dave Seaman as well, Kev, was his, his coordination. He knew his left foot from his right hand. He just knew where everything was in the goal. And I think sometimes people remember him for the wrong reasons, though. I think they believe nine from the halfway line, Ronaldinho. I thought that doesn't put anything against his career, his career for me, because he more than made up for it, in my opinion. Uh, those stuff could catch out any goalkeeper. I can yeah. tell you that much. You know, Naeem's one was was a was a was a sheer. Uh, he did go for the goal, of course, he is, but you don't expect it to be perfection, and it was it was perfection. As for Ronaldinho's one, well, did he mean it? Didn't he? I don't know, but. You know, it ended up in the back of the net and it can catch keepers out. This is this is the way these things go. Certain mistakes will be made. But one thing I will say, there ain't many keepers who wouldn't want a career like Dave Seaman, I could tell you that much. No, 100%. What was he like as a guy as well, Kev? Because he's always come across as a top bloke. Oh, excellent guy. Excellent guy. As long as he's got his fishing rods and, and he's talking about fishing, he loves it, mate. You know, proper Yorkshireman. And... Uh, I just thought he 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 brought a calmness to that defence as well, knowing that he was behind them. Great on crosses, great communication, and you know what I mean. He, he if he needed to shout that bellowing voice, mate, I tell you that bear would shout, mate. I tell you, excellent <laughs> goalkeeper, excellent. Yeah. 
100%. And he could turn the air blue as well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. He I could, bet. I tell you. <laughs> uh, let's come into your defence. Let's start with your right back. Um, talk to me about how hard this position was. Well, I've played with some 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 really good players there, but again, this was this for me was pretty easy one um, because when when you've played when you've played with a, a a back four, I've got to mention the back four. Yeah, of course, yeah. That have 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 been record breaking, and they've made such a difference to the football club. Not not just one or two seasons over such a long period and over uh, certain managers, you know, Lee Dixon was, was incredible. And, you know, Lee Dixon, I don't think, I think Lee Dixon and Nigel Winterburn, who I'm going to come on to, I'm sure, a little bit after. For me, they are so underrated. <laughs> Still so underrated. What they done for that club and Lee came in from Stoke. No, I remember his first day. Nobody, he didn't know anybody. Nobody really gave these guys a chance. I remember the fan base a bit like now. They'd be like, who's about someone from Stoke? What's all this? You know, you know where it goes, Dan. But boy, did we get a, did we get someone in who, who one, was mentally tough, two, could play, three, was fit, and four, he bought into the Arsenal way. And he's a gooner now. You know what I mean? He's from Manchester. He's a... A, a, a boyhood City fan, but he's a gooner. Once Arsenal's been touched him, he's a gooner, man. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Lee Dixon has to be my right back. I think he's a great shot. For me, he's the best right back to play for the club. A lot of people will say that Lauren deserves credit and a lot of people like Sanya. For me, Lee Dixon walked straight in because he was part of one of the best defences that there's ever been, not just ever Ever in the Premier League, that there's ever been. And, you know, I think George Graham deserves credit, a lot of credit for for going and getting, you know, you mentioned Winterburn will come on to shortly from Wimbledon, getting uh, Steve Bold and Lee Dixon both from Stoke. People, you know, nowadays would have said, what the hell are we going and getting Stoke and Wimbledon players for? And what he's done is turn them into outstanding, outstanding back line, wasn't it? You know, so I think George Graham deserves credit for that, Kev. Uh, uh, do you know what, Dan? When when we deal with the whole back four, I'll tell you some of the things that you, George Graham mm. used to say. Because I used to work with him even as a youth team player. I used to work with that back four and back five with John Lukic first and then Dave Seaman. I used to work with that back four quite a bit. And he put them through their paces, let me tell you. There was not one week where they didn't do work. So I can imagine. It was, listen, they, they, they these guys put, in the work, let me tell you. So, to get the accolades like now, still be recognised, I think is testimony to the work that the likes of Lee Dixon and and I'm sure we're coming on to Nigel next. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, listen, your left the left back was was my next one, and you've already mentioned him, and it's going to be quite obvious the other two as well. Nigel Winterburn from Wimbledon. It was it was a, a, a signing that it just worked, and like you say, the hard work itself. He was a player that will always, unfortunately, um, be seen behind Ashley Cole because of how good Ashley Cole went on to be and was for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But this guy was so good, wasn't he, Nigel Winterburn? And, and what, what people got to understand is Nigel Winterburn came in and when he first got his chance, he was playing at right back as a left footer. Because <laughs> wow. the left back was Kenny Sansom. who was mm. England's number one. So Nigel had to get through playing... At right back, and then he had to get 
past Kenny Sansom, who was the number one, where, and you know what fans are like, fans start to compare, don't they? You know, oh, he's not Kenny, he's not this, because Kenny was brilliant. <laughs> oh, but yeah. slowly, but slowly, but surely, that's what Nigel is. Nigel's determined, he's a determined guy. Tough as anything. He can put it about, and he can, he's fit, he can get up and down that left-hand side. And he, he complimented Tony Adams for what Tony Adams was. You know, with Nigel there, he really complimented Rodders. And um, the full, our fullbacks were sensational. Our fullbacks were the Trent and, and Robinson. Yeah. Robertson of that day. They're the ones who used to fly back up and down that, them lines and be the extra men forward. And we knew how to use them. So fair play to Nigel and, and Lee Dixon as, a, as the fullbacks. They make my team anyway, that's for sure. I played with, listen, I played with Stuart Pierce. Mm. At Nottingham Forest, and Stuart Pierce was a top, top player. But unfortunately for Stuart Pierce, Nigel Winterburn gets it because the sum of the parts. You know, Stuart Pierce is a great player, but I know what these four guys bring. And these four or five, should I say, with the goalie, there was no one better. No one better than these guys as a unit. Well, let's bring... Let's bring these other two in. Um, I'm going to throw the pictures up first and talk about it. It's very, very obvious. First of all, of course, it is Mr. Arsenal. I mean, I think he walks into everyone's 1-11 that's ever looked at the guy who was that good. Um, and you've gone for, for Steve Bold. Now, yeah. a lot of people have said Martin Keown and, and, and Tony Adams, Tony Adams and Steve Bold. Obviously, in 98, it was Tony Adams and Steve Bold together, along with uh, Dixon and Winterburn that got us that title. Why have you gone for Adams and Bold, Kev? I've gone for Adams and Bold solely because of the, the longevity of, of, of that back four, back five. Mm. You know, Steve Bold, again, came in from Stoke. Everyone was thinking, and Steve Bold used to play fullback, by the way. At there you six go. and five, he used to play fullback. <laughs> but, he, you know, George Graham soon brought him in the centre of the pitch. And a, a, a lot of the battles, Tony Adams used to tell him, look... You could have to deal with you could have to deal with Rambo when he's talking about who who's Rambo like you know you don't know his first day like yeah so through the gap at Coney through the gap I trot and he's like who the hell is that like you know what I mean <laughs> so we get into a, we get playing and it's a battle and he's like Jesus he's a handful and he's like how old is he like you know I, I think at the time I was like seventeen. He said, oh, my goodness. But that was that was how you got the baptism of fire. Mm. And if you could deal with that constantly with George Graham overloading the defence. Because uh, at times, you know, Dan, that back four, back five used to play um, eight against their five. Then it was nine against five. Then he'd throw one midfielder in, nine against six. Then he'll play ten against six. And you've got to score. And if they win the ball, then they've got to play their way out and we've got to try and trap them. So, and that was a constant. Honestly, th these guys deserve all the accolades because I know they put the work in to be brilliant. And they were excellent. Do you know, as soon as we scored, we knew more likely than not we're going to win the game. Do you know how good that is for a fan? <laughs> it's great for a fan because you take the lead and you know... 
the Arsenal back four with the arm up and all that. It was brilliant. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> thing with Steve Bold, isn't it? That's what Boldy said. Boldy said, you don't concede a goal. You ain't going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. And it's spot on. And, you know, I, I look at this back line and just think it deserves all the plaudits that it has done over the years. And, and you know, Martin Keown deserves a mention as well, to be fair. I know that it's a, it's a player that you, uh, you appreciate as well. Um, because, you know, yeah. a lot of people talk about Boldy. Well, the stuff. problem with Martin, and, it, and this is the thing you see, Dan, the problem with Martin was Martin left and then he came back. That's it. And when he came back, he would get certain games, etc. But it's weird. All of the big games, Martin seemed to be injured. And it used to drive him mad. It used to drive us mad because there were opportunities for him to like play. For instance, you know, the, the, the Cup Winners' Cup final, etc. Mm. FA Cup for you know, but it, Martin had injuries, so there ain't much he can do. Martin was a top player as well, committed Arsenal through and through. But I can I can really only speak about these four with Dave Seaman the five, because week in week out, I trained against mm. them as a kid. Then we came for into the first team, played against them, played with them. They were solid against a range of forwards. One 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 of only two Arsenal teams to win in Europe. Yeah, beat a Palmer, yeah. Beat a Palmer team, kept that Palmer team with Brolin, Aspria, Zola, all them to zero. Goal only conceding eighteen goals in a, a Premier League. Yeah. Lost that like, one game at Chelsea where the back four were decimated. I think Dave Villier ended up playing in the back four. Oh, that's right. Do you know what I mean? So when you think about, the, I think Steve Bold had to go off as well. We were decimated. But whenever they were together, there was nobody better. Nobody better. I'm telling you. Fair play. And I can't argue with anything you've said on, on the back five so far. Now it gets interesting. We're going into the midfield. I'm going to let you choose who you want to first in your centre mid. First centre midfielder. My first centre midfielder is the South London Brazilian. Um, I know we played on the right, but if anyone ever saw Rocky play centre midfield, he was he was special. He really was special. And you seen that goal that he scored at Old Trafford, where oh. Robson and Ince are in the midfield, and he just dances his way through them and chips Peter Schmeichel from about thirty-five yards in off the bar, hits him on the head and goes in. That's Rocky in 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 the bruised banana. Hey, that's Rocky. You know, he could do that. He could get stuck in with the best of them. He was tough. He had silky skills. He's my man. Centre midfielder, the first one in there. Rocky Roll Castle. Talk about break lines, Dan, and run with the ball from centre midfield. He could beat his man and take off and then opens everything up for the forward. So Rocky's my first name down. And I don't think anyone's going to argue with it. You know, I was um, I was unfortunate really to grow up at a time where I only really remember we'll start supporting Arsenal around the 92 era. And that's why I'm a massive fan of Wrighty because he came on the scene um, up top with yourself. But Rocky was kind of, you know, leaving the scenes uh, in terms of Arsenal from then. And it's a shame for me because I I think the type of player that he was and and, and I know that he he was and and seen videos of him, I would have loved him. And Mm -hmm. he's got the mentality as well, hasn't he, Kev? He had the mentality. Tough. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that's for, what I all Tony's, for all Tony Adams's leadership from the top, you need your leaders with the glue 
underneath to help knit it together. And that's what Rocky was, I can tell you that. Rocky was a glue that knitted everything together. He got on with everybody in the squad. Rodders was undoubtedly 100% the number one leader. But these boy, these guys had come up through the ranks. These guys knew each other's game. They knew how to back each other up. Mickey Thomas, Paul Davis was obviously a bit older as well. Mm. But, you know, you need those glue guys. And Rocky was was one of those guys. Superb. Absolutely superb. Yeah, he was absolute legend, Arsenal legend, without a doubt. Uh, who's going to partner him then, Casey, in midfield? Well, I'm going to I'm I'm going to go for uh, the Maverick, who is that is Paul Gascoigne, and having played with Paul Gascoigne and played against Paul Gascoigne, mm. uh, he was he honestly some of the things he could do with a foot. I've never seen anybody do stuff like that with a football. You know, we talk about players who can take the game by the scruff of the neck. This guy could take the game by any game, no matter who's on the football pitch, Dan. He could take the game by the scruff of the neck. He could raise the tempo, slow the tempo down. He could beat five players and go and score. He could do so much, so many things on a football pitch. And uh, yeah, I just got, I've got to have him. I know he played for the enemy, but I played with him at uh, Everton. Uh, in obviously at the end of his career, but he still could do certain things. He wasn't the same player. Injuries had taken a lot of his sharpness, etc. But I, when I look back on the stuff he's done, I can't leave him out. I, no. I, I could choose Mikita. I could choose another. This this could be all Arsenal. <laughs> this could <laughs> yeah, easily could. be all Arsenal for me. But I have to choose Gaza because Gaza was just. In that 1990 World Cup, he was the best player in the world. He was the best player in the World Cup. He was. And that, yeah, he was. that was Rude Hawley. There was everyone there. Gaza was the best. So do I've got think, to go with him. Do you think Gaza could have been even better if he would have made the move to Manchester United? I mean, I know it's hindsight and stuff, but we look yeah. at it now and you think, this guy, I just felt, and I know this is nothing, no disrespect to anywhere that he went in his career, Newcastle, Spurs, Lazio, Rangers, great, great clubs, huge clubs, whether we love them or hate them. But I just thought Gaza deserved more. I thought Gaza deserved to be the best player in the world at one of the best teams in the world, like Manchester United of the 90s. Yeah, his, his talent was undoubted. Yeah. His problem sometimes was up here. Yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he, was a, he was a crazy Geordie who loved to have fun. And you know what? He's such a lovely guy as well, Dan. Honestly, he's such a lovely guy. But... You know, I think Sir Alex Ferguson scared him. I'll be honest with you. I think Sir Alex Ferguson scared him. Terry Venables was more, you know, down to earth a little bit and, you know, would give him a little bit of leeway, etc. And that's why I think Gaza done the deal to, to Spurs. But if it had gone to United, could you imagine Gaza in that midfield? Well, imagine. Imagine. Wow. Unbelievable wow. player. And I think, you know, you talk about Beckhams and, um, and uh, Gerrards and Roonies. I think for me, you know, he probably was the best young young talent that England have produced, in my opinion, I think Gascoigne. I uh, think uh, you listen, look at that. Well, I, I, I'm lucky enough to have seen yeah. one, to have played with one at 14. I'd never seen anything like that at 14. But <laughs> I'd never I, I'd never seen... I, I remember watching um, England played France in the under-21s at Highbury. And... Obviously, we're doing the duties. I'm a youth team player, so we have to do clean the dressing rooms and all that. So that's why we're at the game. Okay. And 
Gaza was ridiculous. He was absolutely, honestly, he was absolutely ridiculous. He was so good. I was like, do you know the things he was doing with a football? I was thinking to myself, I've never seen anybody do that, Dan. <laughs> do you know? Do you understand what I mean? I, yeah. I, I'm now, I'm now in full time football. I've watched football all my life. I've seen the Brazilian teams, but the stuff he was doing, I was like, and he was doing it at pace as well. It was, it was in, dribbling. He was, a, he was incredible. And, and if anybody ever has seen, if you haven't, watch it. But if you remember, you know, when Newcastle played Wimbledon and Vinnie Jones <laughs> grabbed him. If you watch the, the full video, why Vinnie Jones done that? He done that to slow him down because Gaza yeah. was ripping him to pieces. Yeah, and I think he's, he admitted it, didn't he? I think he came yeah. out and said, that's the only way I could slow the kid down. He was running rings around me. It yeah. was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable really talent. Was. And of course, a hilarious character as well. <laughs> oh, great guy, great guy. Honestly, do you know what, Dad? I gotta tell this story about Gaza. Go on, right? go on. So it's Everton. And do you remember Abel Xavier with the blonde hair mm. and the blonde beard? Xavier, so, yeah, he, I do. He, him and Abel used to have bodies all the time, but great banter, like, you know. So he used to cut Abel's socks, he used to do all sorts to Abel's Abel, you know, was a fashionista. He used to come in and Gazi used to cut armpits out of his jumpers. Gazi used to used to torture him. So it was Valentine's and he was, um, Cheryl was coming up from London, private jet up, taking her for all the business. Gaza was dead dressed in it. He's got the waistcoat on with all the love arts and everything. <laughs> so we finished training and, and Gaza, Gaza smoked a few tabs. So he's outside the facility at, at, uh, at Everton and he's, he's, he's having a smoke and we're all having a chat outside. So all I heard from upstairs was, Hey, Gascoigne, Gaza, Gaza, Gaza. So Gaza turns and looks up and all the dirty water from the cleaning of the boots. Abel tipped it all over him. And you remember like in the World Cup when he started crying, Gaza started crying, crying his eyes out, right? (laughs) He said, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. So we'd, we'd already had a word with the kit men, Jimmy Martin and that. So Gaza goes in and says, I'm, I'm going to, I've got to go and pick Cheryl up now. You know, what have you got for me? So they brought out this, gave Gaza this old shell suit. It must have been from the 80s, right? <laughs> and they put all the trainers away and he had to put, he had to wear shoes. So he had shoes oh, on no. and a shell suit. He had no t-shirt on. He went with his bare chest to pick Cheryl up. Apparently she, she lost the plot with him. <laughs> Abel was crying with love. Oh. He said, I'm going to get you, Abel. I'm going to get you bad. But that was so funny, mate. Honestly. What a way, what a way, to, try and get, what a way to try and get Gaz going back. Oh, man, he was oh. a practical joker, weren't he, from what I hear. And uh, and a great guy. And do you know what? I I think he walks into most people's 1-11. to Anyone that played a minute with Paul Gascoigne mm-hmm. always picks him. Um, let's go to the right midfielder. Uh, obviously, you talked about Rocky. could have played over there. So who yeah. have you gone for on the right, Casey? On the right, I've gone for a, a, a player I connected with uh, straight away who could play both right or left. And um, I thought his impact when he came to the club was superb, um, was a super sweet. Anders Limpar. Anders Limpar, I thought for probably two years or 
two years that he was at the club for a, 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 a snapshot of his career, at times he was unplayable. That mm. he was unplayable. Mm. That in 1991. He was unplayable, mate. I'm telling you. He scored the winner at Old Trafford with, with the Barney, you know, where yeah, we got Dr. Points, etc. But, you know, at times, he was absolutely brilliant. Both footed, could pick a pass, quick, sharp, and a really, really nice guy as well. And um, I really got on with Anders. And, um, you know, uh, he's, he's got a really good football brain. I seem to connect with him. And uh, I really enjoyed playing with him. And uh, if anyone, again, if anyone's ever seen that comeback against um, or, or the demolition of Sheffield Wednesday, where it's 1-1 with 20 minutes to go, and we ended up beating them 7-1 at, at Highbury, check that game out and look at some of the passes and the way we dovetailed together. It just clicked and uh, we went on the tech. That was a 92 for 92 video. That was uh, brilliant. Yeah, do you think, though, Kev, sometimes because of the Overmarses and the Pireses and the Lundbergs of this world, and even the modern times of the Sanchezes, do you think sometimes Limpar goes under the radar a bit? Yeah, I think he does. Of course he does. Um, I think Overmars was a brilliant player. Of course he was. Mm. But, you know, as influential as he was, Anders was that influential. I would agree. In that yeah. Arsenal team. I'll tell you that much. And uh, But I think it's because it's more modern, you know... Because unfortunately, we're talking about Division One titles. Mm. Now you're talking about Premier League titles. When you talk <laughs> about Premier League, it's like Division One. It's like that never really existed before. Yeah. But yeah. player for player, I'm telling you, this boy Anders Limpa was special. He was special, and uh, you only need to look at that goal he scored against Liverpool at Highbury, where just past the halfway line, and he he lobs. I think it was Mike Hooper. We won that game 4-0 and Anders Limpa was, was unplayable in that game. He scores from about 50 yards out, 60 yards or whatever it was. No, it was more, about 80. And um, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And I lifted him up and, you know, hey, all bow to this guy, man, because he's, he's, his football brain was brilliant. Yeah, fair play. I can't argue with it. And when, when you told me about it, I thought, yeah, a player that people forget about, I think, because of who I've just mentioned, but yeah. one that was hugely, hugely talented, in my opinion. Who's on the uh, left-hand side, mate? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for George's uh, favourite, uh, Paul Merson. And he, <laughs> he don't, he, he, if you say to me you're George's favourite, he would say, no, I weren't, no, I weren't. But George, George he was George's favourite. Um Paul Mercer obviously started it through the middle. He was a striker. And I think to get more goals into the team, that's where I was coming through. I think Mercer then moved to the left. I got into the team. So we had threats from everywhere then. You know, if, if me and Smudger weren't doing it, Merce could do it. Anders could do it. Rocky could do it. Mickey Thomas could do it, you know. So you got threats everywhere, and he he, di he didn't really have a left foot, but he scored some crackers. But the great thing about him on that left, he could beat you down the line, but he could also come in. And when he comes in on his right foot, you're in trouble. And you've seen him score some absolute screamers. He just doesn't score normal goals. He don't. I I would have to agree. I think he's got one of the best right foots I've ever seen in football. I really do. And and I know people can might laugh at that, but I actually think that. This guy was potentially underrated when he left Arsenal. He was rated when he was at the club. And I think when he left, 
I don't think he got the mentions back in history that he deserves now because I look at what he brought to Arsenal as a youngster, the 89, he got young player of the year, didn't he? And then obviously it got better and better for him. Plays in all sorts of positions. But then when he went on to what he did at Villa, Portsmouth, I mean, Harry Redknapp says best signing he's ever made, I think, yeah. was was Paul Merson. I think he deserves so much more credit. And and, and a top bloke, I've had the pleasure of meeting Merson twice at an audience with me and my dad. Absolute gentleman i could not believe how nice the guy was you know this funny. Nice, and he's funny as honest, well he's funny hilariously funny absolutely loves a laugh loves a joke loves loves to you know loves to connect uh Merce does and a great 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 player but again you know a lot of the players from that era mm. maybe won't get the accolades yeah he loved the beer as well <laughs> uh, a lot of players from that era maybe don't get the accolade because it's the Arsenal. And Arsenal move on and they get greater players and better players and, you yeah. know, going invincible and doing all this, winning double. Listen, but that's what Arsenal's about. So you pass it on. You guys take it now. But again, the fan base, how young the fan base is at times, like the older lot respect us a lot more. Mm. You know, my era, a little bit older those guys respect us a lot more because they were around in hybrid days, etc. Yeah. Now it's the Emirates and, you know, we got, it's all a change. A lot of our lot are, you know, are still at hybrid maybe, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's um, those two on the wings, I know are very dangerous. Not only can they create, they can get back, they can protect the fullback, they can score goals and they can create both of them. And you say that he was George's favourite. Why, why do you think that was? Um, I tell, I'll be honest with you. We're not sure. Most of us <laughs> used to get away. Most of us used to get away. We used to say, "Merce, you must have something on George," and he just used to laugh. He used to laugh, you know. But just Merce just used to get little special privileges, and George like used to like winking at him and all that kind of thing. And you know, as a team, you're like, "Hold on a minute, what's going on there?" Like, you know? <laughs> but no, it was. But it was good fun. I think George started to play at it a bit. You know what I mean, and and stuff. But it was good. Really good fun. Yeah, top, top bloke and top player. And I can see why he's walked into this side. We, uh, we've got two more positions, Casey, believe it or not. Um, this must have, was this the two hardest choices or, or yeah. what? Because you've played with some top, top strikers, haven't you? Yeah. And obviously you were one as well. So you've been humble enough not to put yourself in. So let's yeah, go with your I, first no, I one. I can't be in this team. I can't be in this team. And uh, listen, there's one, there's one player who I'm a bit gutted that I'm, uh, I don't put in there. And okay. uh, let me just explain that before I, I, I tell you my first one. The player who I I would would have had in there would have been Alan Smith. Okay. And for people who don't realize how good Alan Smith was, let me tell you, he 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 taught me so much about being a number nine, how to play, how to angle your body, you know, just just how to be a target man. How you use how you use the defender against the defender, and he said, "With your strength, you you know you could do this." So I, that's what I, I I used to work on stuff that he told me, and I used to do that, etc. Uh, Alan Smith was was brilliant, absolutely brilliant striker. Who, when he came, he made the he made the team better, mm. and we won't win no titles without Alan Smith. That's for sure. And don't forget, eighty nine, he got that first goal. 
That was the import. That was the icebreaker in '89. That, that was icebreaker. He did get a touch. Liverpool tried to argue it out. He got the first one, and then we could go on and win it. And uh, Alan Smith was and our Palmer. top goal And Palmer, you know, Palmer. Obviously... Oh, listen, what a strike as well. What a was wasn't it? Great, great strike. And Smudge could do that. He was he was an excellent player. And you know what? He's an excellent guy. He's an excellent commentator as well. Um, just genuinely a really, really good guy. And uh, I'm so pleased to have played with him. But unfortunately, Dan, <laughs> unfortunately, this is the blessing. I played with a lot of top guys. And uh, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, my first one is Wayne Rooney. Okay. Wayne Rooney's my first one. And... Um, Obviously, you know what he's done in football. Um, He's he's been an absolute diamond and uh, a terror. He was a baby-faced assassin back in the day. And, uh, you know, anyone who goes to Manchester United and scores a a hat-trick debut on his debut in the Champions League. Uh, 18 as well. Wow. You know, he's a baby. But the talent, you could see the talent and he... He played numerous positions. He could play midfield. He could play wide. He could play holding midfield. He could play... He's, he's, he's good in goal as well. I tell you, he's good in goal. <laughs> he was incredible. Incredible talent. First time I played with him, he was 14. Looks just like a, looked like a kid. I thought he was one of the coach's nephews. <laughs> Honestly, just coming for the, to the game. In the dressing room, he's putting the kit on. The kit's too big. I'm thinking, where was this kid? Is he coming out for the warm-up? So Taffy said to me, uh, you know, that you've heard of that kid Rooney. So I said, yeah. He said, that's him. I said, who's that little kid there? He said, yeah. He said, Kev, treat him like a first-team player. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, Dan, what I witnessed, we were playing Southport. Guys are turning up, painter and decorators, non-league, you know, strapping guys. I'm thinking, right, I've, I'm playing at what? I'm playing an hour because I'm just coming back from an ankle injury. Um when I went off, we were winning three, I think it was three nil at the time. Rooney got two in the first half. <laughs> and normally you go into the to shower. I was captain of the football club, Dan. Normally you just go in. I sat my ass on that bench to watch him. <laughs> because they moved him, they moved him from centre forward to wide left. And he was running the show from there. So I got into training the next day and I told the lads in the dressing room that I played with that Rudy at 14. He said, what was he like? I said, he should be here with us now. I said, what have you been drinking, man? What have you been drinking? You must be crazy. I said, you will see. Watch and see. Straight from school at 16, he came in. Everybody in the dressing room was just like, oh my God. At 16, straight from school, he was like, he was top level, mate. I'm telling you. Special, special player. And he well, gets in. He obviously scored the goal against Dave Seaman, didn't he? That really yeah. brought him onto the scene. And I remember because it was on Soccer Saturday and I remember Frank McClintock was doing the game and he didn't know whether yeah. to what to do because obviously massive Arsenal. And he was just like, I don't want to cheer this goal, Jeff, but this 16-year-old has just scored an absolute belter against one of the best goalkeepers we've seen. And this mm-hmm. kid's going to be special. And I was at school and I'm only about, must be two years younger than Rooney myself. Mm-hmm. And I remember 
all the kids at school were going, did anyone see that Rooney coming on? Did anyone see that Rooney? He's going to be like the next best thing. And I remember saying to my mates, I've calmed down. Like he's only scored because obviously I hated it. He one scored goal. against us. Yeah, so I'm like, hang goal. on a minute. Like, you know, we've seen a lot of people come and do one goal. He won't do anything. And then I looked and I looked and I thought, oh, he looks good, doesn't he? Jesus. Then he scored yeah. again against us, against Everton. Yeah. Then he went he to did. United and the rest is history. Absolute top player. Top player, top mentality, nice kid as well. Lovely, lovely, lovely lad. Nice family. Uh, you know, I'd, I've always just wished the best for him because he's always been an, he's been nice to me. He's always been quality guy, quality kid. Brilliant, brilliant player. Can't ask no more. And well, he's gone on to do, be one of the best Premier League strikers ever, if, if not yeah. the best that some people have said. So um, there we go. It leaves you one position. This is uh, this is a. Uh, one I'm looking forward to, Casey. Go on, go for it. <laughs> well, look, I don't think, honestly, I don't think the team would be it would be the same if Ian Wright, right, right wasn't in there. Right? <laughs> the best, the best finisher I've ever played with. He was, he was incredible, and he the hunger to finish, even in training, was 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 there. And, you know, he he came in and he was a breath of fresh air at Arsenal. Um, made a massive difference uh, mm. to the football club. Just his, his hunger for goals was always there. Obviously, he came from Crystal Palace. And we always used to, we used to give Palace a slap in all the time. And yeah. right, he, right, he could never score against Arsenal. Never. And he used to... We used to say to him after, you know, me, myself, Rocky, Mickey Thomas, Paul Davis, Pops. We say, Rock, hey, listen, Rocky say, what are you doing here, man? You need to come on. You need to come over to us. And he would say, have a word with George, man. Speak to George. And we're just laughing at him like, you know what I mean? We don't, we're, we're t- we don't need you, right? We don't need you. But obviously, we brought him over. And the rest is history. One of our record goal scorers in that list. Mm. And, uh, you know, broke Cliff Bastin's record and Thierry Henry broke his record. But what a player to break it. You know, Thierry Henry was, was exceptional. Uh, oh, yeah. But, but Ian Wright as a finisher. Left foot, right foot, header. Uh, anything. Out the blue, chips, dinks. You know, he was just a special, special guy. And mad as well. He was absolutely mad as well. Brilliant character. And you, you could see the way he's so passionate. You see him now, he's passionate about football. But most of all, Dan, he's passionate about the Arsenal. Oh, and that's why I love him. Obviously, you know how much I love Wright. He's my favourite Arsenal player, probably favourite ever footballer. I just absolutely love the guy. Um, and I just think he's he is everything that I loved about football growing up was Ian Wright. You know? and, and I grew up and the first game I ever watched was a Palace game where he scored. Um, and I just said, oh, I love him. Whoever he is, I love him. And uh, my dad, who at the time, believe it or not, wasn't massive mad on football. It was only mm-hmm. me who got my dad into football. And I remember just saying, "I want. where's he going? Where's Ian Wright going? And they said, he's going to Arsenal. And that was me. I was done. I was hooked. Done. I was it. done. The red and white, Ian Wright plays. And I, I suppose it. you could say I grew up supporting Ian Wright and mm-hmm. obviously fell in love with the club and uh, because of him. So I have a lot to thank Ian Wright for, for being an Arsenal fan. But... I mean, Kev, as far as you're concerned, you two formed an unbelievable partnership. Um, and I miss personally nowadays the 4-4-2 formation. It's my favourite formation, always has been, always will be. I love the formation um, and the combination of a striker like yourself and a striker like right here. It must have been a pleasure 
playing with Wrighty? Oh, it was a pleasure. I mean, when Wrighty first came, George Graham, I got dropped and, and George Graham said to me that me and Ian Wright are too similar. And I'm like, yeah, because my game was to hunt space with Smudger. So obviously Ian Wright's going to come in and hunt space. So I'm going to have to be a little bit more like Smudger in my game. So I had to get back on the training pitch. But Ian Wright's electric. And any, you, any knockdowns, he said, Cam, even if you don't win it, just make sure he don't win it. Yeah. So I said, that's perfect for me. So I could use my physical strength then. So you, you see, I think it was the, the goal he scored against Nottingham Forest where Dave Seaman kicks it up the pitch. I, I, I bump the center off. It goes over his head. Right, he takes a touch, takes another touch and lobs the kick. As long as he, he can get onto it, the opposition are in big trouble. And, uh, you know, what, what a great guy. We ended up rooming together, et cetera. And it, what a bundle of laughs he is, mate. Absolute diamond. I bet you got some stories in here with right oh, here. I can absolute tell you diamond. Oh. Hold on. My lips are sealed, Dad. Oh, mate, you know that. I know that, man. I have got to ask you this. So Craig's in the chat and Craig has put this up and said, can we ask what the full-length leather jackets were about, KC? <laughs> well, listen, I leather jackets at the time, leather coats and stuff were, were, all, were all the rage. Were all the rage. And um, we were going, it was a European game. Um, we were going away. And it, the report was it's going to be it's going to be really cold. So I said to Wright, I remember saying to Wright, Wright, look, I'm bringing, I'm bringing my lever out, mate. I've got to bring my lever out. I've got a big lever. He says, Cam's, I've got a big lever as well. So you bring yours and I'll bring mine. So I brought mine, you know what I mean? And right, he brought his righties was like, guy down to the floor, right? He's was like, like real big. But when we got on the plane and we got over there, Dan, it was freezing, mate. So we, <laughs> we didn't care. We were so pleased we brought the, the, the levers out. But that was it, you know. It was just like the fashion at the time. But that's that's another iconic picture because everybody's got something to say about that picture. Nah, it's a great picture. It's iconic, and uh, yeah, listen, I'm I'm a huge fan, and um, it's uh, it's it was so hard for me seeing him leave. I absolutely hated it. I was crying. I couldn't stand it. And everyone was going, but we got a Nelka. I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't care yeah. that we had a Nelka, you know. Yeah. I wanted Ian Wright to stay forever. And it was a stage where he was going to go. And he did go and play, obviously, West Ham, Burnley, Selwick. But I think, you know, he even said when he left Arsenal, a piece of him left and a bit a bit of him just was never the same. Um, yeah. You know, he kind of retired when he left Arsenal, he kind of said. And that, to me, was was a great, great thing to hear, to be honest with you. Um, but what a player, what an unbelievable player. Um, character, KC. character, oh, massive character, huge, huge character. And you need that in the dressing room, don't you? You need that. Well, I'll tell you what, one thing in this team, there's a load of characters, load of characters in this team. It's hard, isn't it? It's, it's hard to pick, to pick one. I'll tell you what, I'm going to do what, two more questions before we wrap up. First question Who's your captain in this team? Is it is it the obvious choice? Yep, yep, Tony Adams is captain. Yep. Tony, Tony Adams. And my last one is. Who is the best manager you ever played under? George Graham. George Graham. Has to be. I mean, you've played, listen, you have played under some decent managers, of course, and you've played with some great players. And it's very hard to pick a manager and 11 players, of course. But I think they, the reason I left them to last is because they're just quite easy for me. I think what George Graham did 
you were a part of um, was outstanding. Very, very underrated what he did. A lot of people talk about Arsene Wenger and don't put him in the same light, in my opinion. But George Graham, outstanding manager. Tony Adams, superb captain and leader. And, you know, I know Vieira was outstanding, but for me, will always be the best captain of Arsenal and Mr. Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, those two, very, very easy. Uh, Casey, if you had to put yourself in this team, would you drop Rooney and play with Wrighty? Or would you rather play with Rooney? Yeah, well, listen, I don't know whether Rooney and Wrighty will work, but I know me and Wrighty has worked. So, exactly. obviously, <laughs> that has to be it. <laughs> yeah, fair get one. Get partnership man. back. Get all the dancing and the bogle going again, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh mate this has been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for doing this mate i've really really enjoyed it i hope you have too man i listen i always enjoy coming on with you dan and we, we chew the fat and listen we're talking football and there's load of arsenal boys in there so yeah i'm happy it's been good man there's been over 150 people listening to this and and putting stuff up in the chat apologies if i haven't gone through enough of your comments tonight i've been flicking pictures up and trying to keep up and just uh chatting away with kc but thank you so much for coming on kev thank you to everybody in the chat tonight kc are you going over to hybrid squad tonight or is it a night off or right now right i'll be over there uh for eight o'clock there we go so anyone it, it in the chat who a, wants... it will be a good one for everybody to check out tonight it's oh. a trip down memory lane. Oh. FA Cup final. FA Cup. Well, I will be heading 93. over. Yeah. Oh, I'll be heading over. Well. Is he? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Look at that. Listen, everyone, 121 of you right now, over to Highbury Squad for eight o'clock. Check out Sophie and Casey and David Hillier. That will be a great show. Um, until then, we will see you on uh, Monday night. Craig is doing something, I think, tomorrow morning around about 11, half 11, uh, talking about uh, men's mental health, which will be great if you go check that out. Um, if you are not about and you're busy at the weekend, then no worries. We will be back on Monday night at 7 o'clock to discuss all things Arsenal. Until then, you take care and we'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.